Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. You shouldn't settle for just any old pair of leggings. You deserve something better, something designed with you in mind. Like the new Inspire leggings by Kalia. Their most versatile collection yet, made for any workout. They're lightweight, buttery soft, breathable, and made with lycra adaptive fiber, which molds to your body for a barely there supportive fit. It's perfect for wherever your wellness routine takes you. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. Hello, you're listening to Parent in Hell with... Mum, can you say Josh Whittacombe? Josh Whittacombe. And Rob Beckett. Hi, Rob Beckett! Love you! I know who that is. Oh my God! What about Josh? <laughs> yeah, he's okay. <laughs> no, I like Josh, actually. I didn't know him very well, but I know him now, so I actually quite like him now. Oh, it sounded like Gabby Roslin. Is it not Gabby Roslin? It's not Gabby Roslin, no. <laughs> it really sounded like Gabby Roslin at the start. And that's the kind yeah. of thing she'd do. She's very full of beans. Hi, I'm a 205-month-old, in brackets, 17, with no kids. So, this is my mum, Claire, saying <laughs> your names. Oh, right. So, the mum doesn't listen, but the, the daughter does about parenting. Yeah. She's got no kids, so she's got her, her mum. I was going to say older mum, but all mums are older. All mums are that's older, something, That's like a riddle. By a bare minimum of... Well, let's not go into that. <laughs> but, like... Depends where you are. Different cultures. Yeah, different, yeah exactly. If you're wouldn't, 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 wouldn't want to judge. Wouldn't want to be. Wouldn't want to be counsel for my views. <laughs> Please excuse her being somewhat mean to Josh. She is rather obsessed with Rob, as you can tell. My brother Zach and I are in the background, obviously disagreeing with her. So we both, it's all right. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was until Molly from Dorset started really hammering at home. Absolutely love the podcast and have listened religiously since I was 15. Wow. Thank you for all the laughs and making me 100% sure uh, I was never having kids, but recently I uh, became pregnant with twins. She's got, she's pregnant. No, I'm joking. Oh, I'm joking. <laughs> at 17. Do you, the problem was, that's not shocking for me because I grew up in South East no, London. No, it's not shocking. It was just, just a bit of fun. She said, uh, I'm 100% sure I'm never having kids. Yeah, because right, of Molly. Us. When you listen I religiously, does it mean you listen at 10 a.m. on Sundays in just Christmas and Easter? Yes, it does. A bit of fun. It means, Do you like that? Yeah. The problem was, I yeah. spent so long, I thought that as soon as you said religiously, but there wasn't a moment to do the jokes and now it looks like I've, I've spent ages working out an average joke but I just want it known for the record I did do that quite quickly yeah yeah exactly just so you know. she listens five times a day Rob and when she <laughs> listens she faces back on them yeah but, oh lovely stuff <laughs> uh, so there we are oh, that's um, nice now we're going to catch up on some correspondence today, aren't we? Yes, we are. Well, we, you know, we do these down again to get through all the correspondence so we make sure that we're going through them because you send in great stuff and we sort of miss it out sometimes. Some people say they're their favourite episodes. Well, I, I enjoy doing them, but they yeah. don't... Um, I've just said that. We can't We can't do... I've just said that I did. I've never, no one's ever said that to me. <laughs> Why do you make that up? I just thought it'd be fun to say. I don't know. But that, it might be some people's favourite episodes, but it literally no be. one said that to you, but you've just said it. No. Okay. Some people have put 
on our Instagram, this is my favourite episode, below episodes that I think are dog shit. So, you know, every... Yeah. I do think that, but you know, everyone's allowed an opinion, Josh. That's the beauty everyone's of this show. Opinion, exactly. What I was going to say exactly. though, we also don't talk about anything topical because we never know when this is going out. This might go out yeah. in a few weeks when we're on holiday or whatever. Um, but you, before we record, you, you said I do have some timeless stories though that could work, <laughs> I don't, and, it, and I don't I know if that meant they'd work on a correspondence episode or they were that they were anecdotes that will be told in 300 years time <laughs> it's like going to do that on Parkinson and then they're going to be handed down down the years yeah so did you want to do your time yeah, it's not timeless because <laughs> what is time do you know what well, I've been thinking about time? time going to sleep take, it takes up too much of my life I was once in a car I was driving a comedian to Bath and back okay the place not, not just to wash him well, no, but Bath does come up in the story, actually. And he was a nice bloke. It was me, him, and a guy. I was the open spot, hence I was driving. He got in the car, yeah. and he was so eccentrically dressed <laughs> that I presumed he must be brilliant at comedy. Do you know? <laughs> I was like... Like Harry Hill. Yeah, you're like... He can't be dressed like that and be shit. Yeah. Like, it, didn't even, it didn't even come into my head. Oh, yes, they like, can. Well, yeah, I was like, well, this guy's going to be the fucking genius because he's wearing... Like, I can't wait to tell a story about how I once was in a car with him when he's off in, like, L.A. Yeah. doing films. And the other guy who was obsessed with karma <laughs> to the point where... Who <laughs> was obsessed with it? Do you know what it reminds me of those people on Instagram that do, like, self-help and motivational quotes going, your past won't define you. It's always a wrong one that puts it up. No one, <laughs> nobody that's had a good past puts up the past won't define. It's always someone that's like done time. Yeah. <laughs> or should be doing it. Yeah. Um, anyway, he was obsessed with karma to the point where when we were coming back, it was 1am and we we're in a service station yeah. getting a cup of tea. And the guy who served us, and I don't mean any, I don't mean this to be disparaging. He did everything that you would do serving someone at 1am. No more than that. No more or no less. Yeah? There was some sort fine. of friendly customer service. Bit no, of bad. It, was, it was just... It was so unremarkable. Yeah. Either way. And this guy went, thanks. Um, Do you have uh, cards where I can just write down what great service you did? And the guy was like, what? And he was like, have you got like customer review cards or something? And he was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, at this point, you what? think they're being sarcastic as well, don't you? Like, yeah. you were so bad. You're like, well, leave it out, mate. It's 1 a.m. Fuck off, will you? Start giving me all this mind game shit. And he was like, I just want to write to your manager and say, what a good job you've done. And this guy was like, well, I can go and find some, see if we do them or whatever. This guy was gone for about 15 minutes, came back with a pen and paper. This guy was writing this note and you're like, mate, I want to get home so badly. I don't care about your karma at this stage. Anyway, we get back in the car and we're driving along and he's like, I'm writing a book at the moment. And I'm like, all right, what's it about? And he said, uh, it's disproving that time exists. <laughs> Oh, it's a big book, that, isn't it? Yeah, so I was like, bloody hell. Why are you doing mirth control bath? <laughs> <laughs> he kept his 20, ironically. But, yeah. um, and I was like, all oh, right, how did you think of that? And he went, how did you come up with this theory? And he went, I smoke a lot of dope in the bath. 
(laughs) (laughs) Time doesn't really exist if you do that, does it? Yeah, fucking hell. Anyway, why did I tell you that? Because that's the last time I discussed whether time is a real thing. Right, okay. And so that's not one of the timeless... (laughs) No, it's not. We're not doing the timeless stories because it's a story about my dad um, making it into the local paper, but he said there's a second part of the story, so I'll have to do it another time. You've got the full anecdote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever drive people, Rob? Oh, yes, all over the place. My car broke down a couple of times with Nick Helm and Henry, Henry Packer. My car broke down with Jim Jeffries on the way to a tour show. I used to drive. It's horrible driving people. Oh, it was awful. Awful. Anyway, should we do some correspondence? Oh, yes, please. Correspond IA. Let's go here. What, have, you got any, have you got anything uh, you want to kick us off with? Or I've got a couple of This here. is Boomer. I always like to start with Boomer because sure. Boomer's the best, isn't it? After I was born, I went to live with my nan who lived by the sea. Yeah. Oh, it's like a start of a children's book, isn't it? Dad, being a practical man that he was, is decided I would learn to swim and promptly. So he picked my four-year-old self up, walked into the sea. He then let me go and waded back to shore. Oh, my God. His dad logic was A, due to the salt content of seawater, it was more buoyant and therefore easier for me to float and keep my head above water. Oh, dear God. B, as the tide was on its way in, nature would do most of the work. (laughs) C, if I could swim in the sea, I could swim in a swimming pool. Yeah, but if you drown in the sea, you can drown in a swimming pool as well. By that logic. In case you're wondering, my nan lived in Eastbourne, and this happened in March. I'm not sure how much time you spent in Eastbourne Beach, but it's very similar to Brighton. Lovely on its own way, but hardly miles of golden sand with gentle lapping surf and crystal clear water. It's a short beach, very cold that time of year, and very deep at high tide. To this day, he still maintains that it was a very sensible thing to do. And to give him credit, I learned to swim pretty quickly. You should see the steepness of the tarmac road he taught me to ride a bike on. Many thanks, Kim Taylor. You know, people go, you can't beat British beaches. Yeah, you Do you know can. what? I think you can. Yeah. Some of them, like down on that south coast, like Brighton, a bit, Brighton's a fun place, but the, sea, the oh. pebbles are massive. The seas are, it's all like green and brown. And it's, it's basically a massive river, isn't it, between like Do, the, Dover and Calais? The, I don't want to lose all of our south coast listeners, but stony beaches can fuck off. <laughs> Why would I want to sit... On fucking pebbles is less relaxing than other plate. Like I'm going to sit on something that's less comfortable than if I just sat in a park. Normally, yeah, well, in a park. You wouldn't get rid of all your grass and put gravel down. And just sit on it. No, do you want to come and sit in my driveway? No, of course not. <laughs> um, no, I'm not a pebbly beach guy, to be honest. No, I'm not I'm really not a beach a guy. Beach. Are you not a beach guy? No, too busy. Lots of people stresses me out. I don't mind it when it's dead empty and stuff like that in the winter and that. Yeah. But in the summer, I find it a horrible place to be. The kids love it, so I'll do it for the kids. But no part of me wants to go down there in the summer. I like a moody walk along a kind of grey beach. Like you're in a drama and you've just been fa- you found out your wife's cheating on you. <laughs> if you found out Rose was cheating on you, right, you came home and yeah. Rose is upstairs with a fella, right? What? <laughs> Oh, right. right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, you walk yeah. in, you catch him in the act. You stood in the doorway, both in the bed. Like, you know, like from a sitcom or a, a film. Yeah. You have a yeah. What What do you do? Um, 
punches lights out first. Well, that's what we all want to do. But there's nothing yeah. worse than catching your partner cheating on you and then being beaten up by a naked man who's no. just shagging your wife. <laughs> yeah, also, I don't want to approach. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't want to approach and see them shagging at closer quarters. He just jumps up with a lob on and you try to punch him and he hits you. And as he's... He's not going to hit me. Surely he's going to... Yeah, if you attack him, him, he'll attack back. And then before you know it, you're on the floor, getting your lights punched out while a knob just hits you on the arm occasionally. <laughs> you're horrible. Imagine that bearing down well, on I, you. And also, we both know I wouldn't punch his lights out. Well, exactly. I'd, go, I'd like to think... fuck? I'm... And then I'd storm out. Yeah. And I'd say it would be gentlemanly for them not to finish. <laughs> Oh yeah, so I well, yeah. What would you so you storm out? You'd storm out, wouldn't you? I'd storm out. I'd leave the house. The whole house. Walk. The whole house. No, we're not going to sit downstairs while they bang away. <laughs> I assume if you've been caught having an affair, you stop. You don't go. Oh, we've been caught now. Anyway, I might as well finish. Yeah, exactly. In for a penny, in for a pound. Um, I would leave the house. Yep. Go for coffee somewhere. No, I don't think I'd go for coffee somewhere. I think that'd be too bleak. You'd go Victoria Park, I think. I don't know. There's a churchyard near me. That feels <laughs> the right mood, doesn't it? You'd find a bench in the churchyard, wouldn't you? I'd find a bench in the churchyard. Like, <sighs> kind of, I don't know, that's something like Mark Fowler would do or something, isn't yeah. it? That's like where they'd set the scene in EastEnders. Yeah, I, I don't know what I'd do. It's quite a bleak conversation, isn't it, really? Where would you go, Rob? You're on quite... Your road hasn't... Like, there's, it's quite residential. I'd, I, well, I'd probably have to walk to the harvester. <laughs> <laughs> That that would be the nearest sort of place. Yeah. Um, I'd probably go to the, a pub and have a drink, which is bad, isn't it? But I suppose it's sort no, of a good I place think, to base yourself. I think that'd be fair enough. I think that'd be fair enough. Um, a half. <laughs> Look, can I have a half of Guinness, please? <laughs> Why? You'll find out soon. Do this you know phone's going to start blowing up <laughs> in a minute. Yeah, for Hello. once. Just pour the Guinness at a fucking normal speed, mate. I need it. <laughs> I can't wait for it. I don't care if it's not a proper Guinness. <laughs> Just fucking pour it into me. <laughs> right, um, should we do different... I've got loads of these different names for grandparents and family members because we said yeah. about a do, few people. Do email in if you've got other views on what you do if you caught your partner cheating. Or if you have caught your partner cheating, what did you do? What did you do? Because the way I look at it, and I'm talking from a privileged position where my wife hasn't cheated on me. However, Gym-ellage. I definitely think girlfriends in the past have cheated on me. No proof, yeah. but... Almost definitely. What I'd say is, though, if that if either of you are cheating, then it's not a very good relationship, really, is it? Deep down, there's a problem there. So maybe if you do have a story about catching your spouse cheating, then add in the positives that have come from it later down the line. <laughs> yeah. Because I think, you know, it's always... When you're right in the fire, it's horrible. But actually, over time, it was probably for the best. That's how it sort of worked out, yeah. isn't it? Did they finish when you caught them? <laughs> Have you been called cheating and did you finish? It'd be, it'd be great to hear it from all three sides. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I don't want to throw this out there, but two words, Instagram poll. We will be putting it up on... <laughs> right. Here we go. Different, different names for grandparents, family members. Here we go. Here we yeah. go. This is from Anna in Edinburgh. Hi, Josh and Rob. Love the podcast. Obviously, my mum has five grandchildren, including two who are mine, and they all call her Patter Cake. Ooh. This started when my eldest nephew, who decided to call her this, and she was she was the one who taught him patty cake, patty cake, that little rhyme. Yeah. He's now 12, and in his last year of primary school, he took her aside on a walk home from school and whispered, I'm going to call you Gran from now on. Oh, no, because he's oh. 12. Obviously, he was starting to worry about his street cred. 
Thanks oh. for the twice weekly free therapy session. Not a problem, Anna. Um, yeah. That is. Thanks for the twice weekly free therapy session. Just got over my partner cheating on me, and I'm feeling really good about the whole thing. So just, it's just really great to have a mind taken off that. <laughs> Can't wait to hear the next correspondence episode. I've, I've been emailing Josh telling him they're my favourite ones. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What do you call your grandparents? Uh, so I call my granddad, granddad. I called his his late wife, Nana. Yeah. She was Welsh, so that was the kind of, I right, think. Yeah. The, uh, I didn't know my granddad because uh, he died when I was a baby. Uh, All right, fucking but, bring the mood up, mate. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> fucking hell, mate. All right, come on, there's people here trying to get through their day. Don't need you fucking bawling on about your trauma. <laughs> Oi, I, grandparents die, okay, Josh? I know, it's, no, no, it's quite interesting how he died. Go on. Are you, are you interested? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. So he died of cancer, right? <laughs> God, I'm, sorry. I'm so sorry. No, I know. I, it's a perfect time. No, it's fine. It's <laughs> I had a drink. I was like, let's be respectful, Rob. Have a little drink and let Josh tell his story. <laughs> Very interesting, actually. Yeah, with cancer. He, but he was sorry. in the navy, right? And um, he was one of the people that was at one of the first nuclear testings on Easter Island. Oh wow. In the boat, like, watching it happen. Yeah. And there was various kind of rumours that... Uh, oh, that's what it was from. That's what it was from. Right. Oh, that is, sorry. Sorry for laughing. I didn't no, mean... but it, it, was, it was funny timing. Yeah, it was just a bad time. So apologies to any of Josh's family. I knew I was, was going to make you laugh. I know, you, you teamed me up for that. You saw me yeah. sipping. You're going to drop that on me. Drop that bomb. Excuse the pun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so apologies to any of Josh's family that I thought I was disrespectful. I wasn't I, I called my grand Jin because her name was Virginia, oh, yes. but everyone called her Jin. Yeah, so uh, my I just called my nan nan. Their others are dead, but I'm not going to bang on about it like you. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, this Here is called go. Kids and Ghosts Stroke Supernatural. Yeah. Hello, please keep me anonymous. I was listening to episode 18, series three. Blimey, when you were chatting about whether you believe in ghosts or not, and it raved, I have no memory of that. I, 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 I couldn't tell you what this, I don't even feel like this is recorded. It's just me and you chatting, and then, some, <laughs> then someone in the street comes up to me and goes, Can't believe you laughed at the way Josh's granddad died. And I go, yeah. Pardon? Oh, By yes. the way, I love the yeah. correspondence episodes. I do love them, yeah. Really helping me after the breakup. <laughs> it made me remember something that happened when my daughter was three years old. I was getting her ready for bed in her bedroom. I was crouched down with my back to her open bedroom door and I was helping her get her PJ, getting into her PJs at bedtime. I'm already quite nervous about this. Okay. She was facing me and the open bedroom door. Suddenly, she stops getting dressed, looks around me and says, who's that ma'am? Oh, God. Oh, my God. As we were alone in the house, my heart literally jumped out of my... Not literally. Jumped out of my chest in sheer terror. I stood up and slowly turned around. 
fully expecting to see an intruder standing there. I was terrified. There wasn't anyone there. With a shaky voice, I said to my daughter, what man? There isn't anyone there, sweetheart. She replied and pointed at the landing. That man there. Oh, God. Oh, my fucking God. There's three oh, more paragraphs oh, of this. I'm getting all tingly. Yeah. Not sexually, I, just my arm. Goosebumps. <laughs> That's actually my fetish, that is, intruding. <laughs> I can't tell you how fast my heart was racing. I just wanted my daughter to stop talking as she was freaking me out. I say again that there isn't anyone, and she's now looking at me as if I'm completely stupid, pointing at the landing and saying in a frustrated tone, oh, God. he's there. How old is this kid? Three. After a few deep breaths, I take a look on the landing, walk into the bedroom, the bathroom and the bedrooms, and go downstairs to check the door, etc., and nothing. No intruder, no break-in, no one hiding, nothing at all. We all know kids have fantastic imaginations, but it was the way she just stopped getting dressed, looked around me and pointed, just as if someone was actually standing there. I've no idea what happened that evening. Uh, oh, my God. That's that's basically the story, Rob. Um, What's the rest? Well, she says sin. She she makes a joke about it, but it oh. was going to ruin the tension. She says I've since bought a proton pack, which I found quite amusing. But uh, it's a proton pack. It's from Ghostbusters. All oh, right, it's good stuff. Yeah. But, it ruined the but tension. I was just I was lost in the tension. That is scary, isn't it? Do you feel? Do, do, do you the kids seen a shape, or what do you think it is? I don't it, know. Is it their imagination, or is it their a ghost from the past that only a child? Or is can it that see? time doesn't exist, and as we get older, we <laughs> just get beaten down by the rhetoric? Actually, there's a deeper world that we're not connecting with. I, I've literally just checked over my fucking shoulders. Who's the man behind you? <laughs> Who's that man behind you going upstairs with Rose? <laughs> yeah, I suppose if I did find Rose cheating, I'd first have to check it wasn't a ghost. <laughs> or Rose would go, "What man?" <laughs> That man, what, what man? The man there, over you. <laughs> what man? Well, what Josh. are you doing in that case? <laughs> if there's no man there, what the hell are you up to? <laughs> what kind of sick yoga do you call this? <laughs> I've got another different name thing again. I've got this yeah. too. White lads, growing up, me and my siblings and cousin referred to our grandparents, who were a farmer and a farmer's wife, as... Cowpa and Grand Moo. Oh, that's quite nice. Lots of love from Gemma in deepest, darkest Peru. Oh. I don't know if she's on holiday or she's got she's Peruvian, but um, Gemma there, Cowpa Grand Moo. That's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah, I like that. When my son was five, year one, we had a falling out that morning, probably because I gave him a blue cup and his sister the green. I didn't take him to school that morning. The child minded it. Around 10am, I received a call from safeguarding lead asking if I was alive and well. Confused, I asked why. My five-year-old son had told his friends he stabbed me and killed me that morning because I was a bad mummy. <laughs> uh, the said child then burst into tears and announced to the class that my son was a murderer. Thanks for this podcast. I've listened since day one. However, I didn't heed your no shagging in March reminder and I'm oh, now pregnant no. with number four. Number Keep four. being sexy and amazing, Amy. It's just too many, isn't it, four? There's a woman at the school, and she's got four, and she bakes for the bake sale and stuff, and you're like, what the fucking hell am I doing with my life? <laughs> Wait, I don't get this. These people that have this time, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if there is enough time, and they're just naturally calmer and more chilled, and they can they're do it. They're calmer and more chilled than I am, yeah. And rather than us just sitting there thinking about all the stuff we haven't done, rather than doing yeah. something. yeah. Blimey, O'Reilly. But there we go. Um, another different name. Hi, Rob and Josh. Follow on from weird names with grandparents. I think we let you know about my nan. When I was little, my mum used to take her shopping with her every week. And my nan worked in the cigarette counter at Tesco. That began oh, yes. her name of Nanny Tesco. 
We have called it <laughs> her since we were children. I'm now 36, and even though she hasn't worked in Tesco for over 20 years, to this day, she's still saved in my phone as Nanny Tesco. Keep up the good work. Being super sexy and relatable from Subina. That's good. Did you have lots of nicknames at your school? South East London, you must have, like, weird nicknames that came from just one incident and stuff. What was mine? Well, yeah, I think I said before, I used to be called Bex until Beckham come along and they changed that to just oh, yeah. um, fat nipples. Fat nipples. Yeah, quite quite to the point. Were they? They thought they were quite fat. Milky Bar Kid, fat German, fat nipples. Fat German. Um, <laughs> just fat German. It's brutal, isn't it? It's horrible. Yeah. Really horrible. But who got the last laugh, eh? Hello, both. <laughs> My dad used to drive us to primary school. This is uh, Boomer. Drive us to primary school in the 80s. He was a plumber, stroke gas fitter. So there was always a bottle of butane gas for his blowtorch rolling about in the boot of the Cortina estate. In the winter, the heating would often break, so the way my dad would heat the car would be to drive along while my brother and I sat in the front holding a lit blowtorch. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Not on blue flame, surely. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how none of us died in this setup. Thanks for all the laughs. Lucy Masters in Catford. You might have driven past her. Well, when was this? 90s? 80s. 80s. Oh, 80s, Catford. Different time. A blowtorch is... That is it, blowtorch. If you crash, <laughs> or just dropped it, and it fell on your nylon school bag or whatever it was, yeah. or dress. Fuck it, yeah. Another, I've got another boomer here. Hi, boys. A friend of mine back in the 90s fancied her ears being pierced. She decided to pierce one side with a pin and use an ice cube to numb it. All was going well until her mum found her. As punishment, this is sadistic, she made her pierce the other one without ice. Fuck off. Not sure what the line is between boomer parenting and child abuse. Make of that what you will. Current regards Elizabeth in York. Yeah, no, that, I think that's abuse. Yeah, I do. Still, thanks for the email. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> hi, Rob. Hi, Josh. Hi, Michael. Thanks for being super sexy and relatable. My 74-year-old, uh, this is ghost supernatural. My 74-month-old, so what's that, six, something like that, daughter that, Phoebe, pass is incredibly intuitive and can pick up on people's emotions without ever saying anything. Her memory is off the scale too. She recently retold her experience of having a tongue tie cut when she was five days... What? Five days old, despite us never having told the story. Anyway, wow. one night, probably a couple of years ago now, I was putting her to bed and she said, Mummy, you know I chose you. Oh, my God. I, 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 I don't think I could have this kid in my ass. When I asked her what she meant, she simply replied, I was watching you, Daddy, and Connor, who's the brother, for ages, and I knew you needed me. So I decided to choose our family. Freaked me right out. <laughs> this is a great idea. That is mental. Freaked me right out at the time. But it's a nice thought, nonetheless. Thanks, Becky. Well, it is a nice thought, because yeah. you've been picked. But also, she's implying that the, your life was shit before she came. I saw you two with him, boring shit banner. I thought I'd pop down and have a laugh. Um... Here we go. Kids saying funny wrong things. This story comes from my father-in-law when he was driving my four-year-old son, Archie, back to our house. Normally, my son is quite chatty and giggly in the car, but during this particular drive home, he didn't say a word. Finally, my father-in-law asked, Are you okay, Archie? You haven't said much. Archie simply replied, You know, Grandad, sometimes it's just really nice to sit in the peace and quiet. Oh, yes. Good luck. It'll be all right. Yeah, it'll be all right. Archie's one of those people, five kids, bake sale, does a bit of volunteer work at the charity shop, runs his own business, takes all the kids <laughs> to football, walk down the park. He's all right, Archie. Yeah, good old Archie. All the best, Taylor, 392 months, Fairham. 
I like this month's thing, but I never can really work it out when it gets above about 50. My friend told me a story. That's not me. This is an email. Mm. Uh, this is a more tired than Josh email. My friend told me a story about how her friend was so tired, she folded the baby's pram up, put it in the car boot, and then got in the car and wondered where the baby was. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not wrong, Rob. You're not bloody wrong. Folded up in the pram in the boot. The baby was completely fine. Caroline from Teesside. That is fucking amazing. That is all. Also, as well, like, obviously the baby was fine or she wouldn't have emailed in. Here's a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> the baby had broken its back in eight places. <laughs> we assume if you're telling us the story, it's fine. Because if it's not fine, don't tell us the story. Imagine what that baby's vision is of that thing happening. Like, you're suddenly folded up, put in the boot, slam. Oh, he was really For a minute, and then out, and out you come. You must have felt like that astronaut just being left from floating yeah. away from the space station. Yeah. Like Josh in an Ibis. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that kid's saying the wrong funny things. Here we go. Hi, when my son was a toddler, his favourite biscuit was a jammy dodger. I bet you're a jammy dodger fan, aren't you? Yeah, I like a jammy dodger. I had you down as an absolute jammy dodger fiend. I like it if it's got the extra, like the custard from custard cream, not just the jam, but then the custard around. I bet you like custard cream and bourbons. I love a custard cream. I'm not that fond of chocolate biscuit, like a bourbon. Right. I like a custard cream. Shortbread. I love a chocolate chip cookie. Do you? It's a bit American and trendy for you, innit? I thought you'd be a bit more old English with the biscuits. I like a shortbread, Rob. Yeah, of course you do, little crumbly <laughs> butter bastard. What are you doing? Knocking around with some Oreos? Uh, no, not Oreos, but like like chunky chocolate chip cookies yeah. type thing. Um, obnob, I'll obnob it up. Big fan of yeah. digestives. Rich tea can fuck off. Okay, Jammy Dodgers. Anyway, so my son was a toddler. His favourite biscuit was Jammy Dodger. He could not pronounce it properly and always called them Fanny Dodgers. Another one of my nicknames at school. <laughs> so nice. would proceed to go randomly shouting Fanny Dodger whenever he wanted a biscuit. He's 13 oh, no. now and he's mortified when we bring it up. Love the I show. Xander from Dundee. I mean, that's going to shorten the odds of them finding out, isn't it? If your dad's called Xander <laughs> and you live in Dundee. <laughs> I mean, there's not many kids it could be, is there? No. Xander. Xander from Dundee. Well, I suppose Alexander's a pop is a very Scottish name. Yeah, but there's only two Xanders I know of, which is obviously Xander Armstrong. Mm, but that's and a bit wasn't posh. one of the characters in Buffy called Xander. But posh English is Xander, isn't it? More than Scottish. Scottish would just go with Alexander or Alex, wouldn't they? Um right, I've got another one here. Go on, hit me. I was in the garden with my three year old twins when my son asked what those flowers were, but they were weeds. But she, he asked what flowers they were. I said, yeah. they're dandelions. He said, but where's the dandy tigers? Still makes me laugh, even though now they're 12. Nicola in Fife. I think that's acceptable. I think that's acceptable. Well, no, I think they're called dandelions, because it looks like the mane of a lion. Oh, God, you're so perceptive sometimes. A right? male lion, patriarchy. Uh. Is the male lion the one with the mane? Yes. Sorry, you, so are you six? I don't know anything about the, the natural world. Really? I, I, just, know loads. I was just not interested. And my daughter is already loves it. Right. So she knows stuff that I don't know. Oh, actually, the name of the vibrant yellow wildflower dandelion derives from the French dent de lion, meaning lion's tooth. This refers to the jagged shape of the flower's petals. So I was Ooh. wrong. I'd say it looks more like a mane than its teeth. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going with your answer. Thank you. Yeah. Do you know what? Fuck the French in this instance. Not overall. On the teeth thing and Googling the meaning of something, yeah. I had, for the first time in my life, you know the classic dreams that people always talk about? 
I've never had this one before, Go but on. I had my tooth falling, teeth falling out, Trey. I've had that a few times. And apparently it means you're going through a big change. Really? What do you think's happening? Psychologically, you're going through a big change, aren't you? I think I probably am, yeah. Do you know, so if you maybe... type in blonde teeth, what? I'm the... If you type in blonde and teeth into Google, I'm the fucking top answer. Why have you done that? Well, because you were talking about... Well, I saw teeth and I remember someone before said people have been... They messaged me going, if you type in blonde teeth, it's Rob Beckett, but I've never done it. And yeah, my face pops up. Acast was playing a game the other day, he told me about, where you type in a name and then the word comedian. Yeah. You've only got like a word and you can only type in one word. And then the word comedian. Yeah. And you've got to bring up... The, it's got to bring up one person. So, for instance, if you type in disabled comedian, it brings up Rosie Jones. Or if right. you type in blind comedian, it brings up Chris McCausland. If you type in teeth comedian, it brings up Rob Beckett. Right. Well, if you Google blonde big teeth, it's all me. And then some really sort of dodgy porn sites that are into... People that are into that. <laughs> so what do you reckon you could get you as, Josh? I don't think you could. Devon comedian? Oh, Yes. That'd be Jethro, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, there's various. Jethro's from fucking Cornwall, mate. Are you same fucking thing. joking? Mate, it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. Oh, it is. Well, you come up first on Devon Comedian. Yeah, but there's others. There's Charlie Baker, Miranda Hart. <laughs> I've just found a picture of you. You look fucking mental. <laughs> that was a good start. I'm now excited about this. Which one? It, it looks like you know, like in in, in a, like sitcoms or films where they find a group of people that look exactly like the main protagonists. Yeah, but a bit different. You know what I mean? Like it's sort of like yeah, you can tell what well, they're trying to do. This, I'm really worried about this picture. Have you put it on the group yet? No, I've just put it on the book. No, it's just you just look. You just look. You look your glasses a bit wonky. You don't an all good smile. You don't smile with your teeth very often, do you? Oh my god! And also, let's be honest. I've got quite a lot of timber on me at that point. <laughs> I've got, two, I've got a, a clear double chin. <laughs> There's this one where your eye, your glasses are too low for your eye. What's we'll going on, on there? <laughs> we'll, we'll put them on. We'll put them on Instagram. Yeah. Oh my god, what a life! What a life! You look better now, though. I do, oh, don't well, I? As we discussed on the live show, I always look worse in photos than you, mate. So don't don't stress too much. Do not worry. Do you want one more, Rob? Piece yes. Of classic correspondence. Okay. I'll do a boomer one. I've got a boomer story from the 70s. On a country walk one Sunday, my dad told my sister, who was about eight at the time, that a cow pat was in fact chocolate. Oh, no. Oh. And he calmly stood there while she chowed down on one before laughing uncontrollably when she spat it out, crying her eyes out hysterically. He also carefully cut open a lemon sherbet one time and put English mustard in it before delicately balancing it on top of a light shade in the kitchen. He told her that if she managed to get it, she could have the sweet. Having a particularly sweet tooth, my sister accepted the challenge. She was about nine at the time. Spent the best part of an hour trying to reach the sweet by means of balancing chairs, standing on anything she could find. Triumphantly, she finally got the sweet, and then my dad proceeded to laugh his head off while she cried her eyes out, saying her mouth was on fire. He then told her that this was a good life lesson in being greedy, and she'd thank him one day. Oh. I know when others on the podcast have often ended boomer stories, saying, my dad was a great dad, etc., but I'd like to end my story by saying I think my dad was probably an undiagnosed psychopath. <laughs> Bit of truth. Bit of truth. Oh, Jesus Christ. That was awful. Oh, Keep up her. the great work. Love the podcast, Gail. Thank you for sharing, Gail. I think it's good to share if you're comfortable with it and you are. So thank you. Um, right. Small business shout outs. Yes. 
I've got an incredibly niche one here, which is quite funny. Hello, you sexy and relatable bastards. I'd love to do a small business shout out for my sister-in-law who runs the Woof Wash Wagon, a mobile dog grooming van in Ellesmere Port and Flintshire, North Wales. <laughs> so niche, the area. Sarah is devoted to dogs and has found a real specialism working with nervous dogs who don't like the groomer or for whom a trip in the car to the groomers could be too much. She will work at yours and your dog's own pace and despite many owners saying, don't worry, you won't be able to get it done, the dog will be too scared and nervous, she has never failed and has always managed to keep the clients happy and healthy as well as looking dapper and smelling fresh. The clients being the dogs, I assume, yeah, not, the, not yeah. the people actually paying. Her van is fully kitted out with a full-size bath and all the grooming products and treats you could ever wish for. She's on Facebook and easily found as Woof Wash Wagon or could be contacted on email woofwashwagon at hotmail.co.uk. Thanks, Pauline. Tell Lou that pile is nothing. She should see my house. Yes, we've we shared the pile recently, Josh. And we've that had some... is just so, for people who haven't listened back. <laughs> <laughs> that is a pile of clothes. It's it a pile of like clean Luke's washing got, that hasn't been sorted out. It's got hemorrhoids, but it is—it has been sorted out. As, as you hear it. Do you remember well, the last you... episode where Lou showed a photo of her hemorrhoids? Well, yeah. just tell her, don't worry. It's really good to share. Uh, <laughs> if you've got hemorrhoids or not, but anyway, woof wash wagon. Get your dog cleaned if you're in the Ellesmere Port or Flintshire, North Wales area. Hi, Rob, Josh, and Michael. Long time listener, first time emailer. My husband Rob and I own a campsite in France. We moved here four years ago. Yes, the year before COVID with our then two-year-old and 12-week-old sons. In the past four years, we've worked tirelessly to renovate and improve the campsite, including renovating rental mobile homes, building a new bar and restaurant and kitchen, and building ourselves a house. Wow. Twin Lakes, France is a small campsite in rural southwest of France. Surrounded by countryside, we can offer a friendly welcome and a holiday to remember. We have two large fishing lakes, swimming pools, mobile home rentals, camping emplacements, bar, restaurant, and on-site shop. We have a very child-centered approach to our thinking when it comes to planning. So we've built a children's play area next to the bar. Oh, yes, So please. both parents can relax while the children make friends and play in a secure playground away from the fishing lakes. We are open April to November and have plenty of music and entertainment nights planned over the summer months. For more information, you can visit plural l-a-k-e-s france.com www.twinlakesfrance.com or twin underscore lakes underscore france on instagram josh i'll see you on friday yes or tuesday one of the two josh i'll see you next time see you then bye <laughs> bye <laughs>